For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to Talk of Champions, an Ole Miss Spirit podcast with Ben Garrett. It's up, it's up, it's up, it's up, it's up. This is Talk of Champions. I'm Ben Garrett at Spirit. Ben on Twitter. He's Bradley South, former Ole Miss offensive lineman. Eight-year NFL vet. Today's guest on Talk of Champions, two plural guests, Terrell Poe, Ole Miss defensive tackle, and Shane Blanton. He's the CEO founder of Complex NIL Innovations. If you're confused by all the NIL stuff, well, so was I. And then I talked to Shane, and now I feel better. But first, Brad, what's up, man? How you doing? What's up, dude? Hey, so um, that's pretty cool. The NIL thing, I'll actually be interested in listening to that to see what um, see what they say. I have another guy that was that I was talking to not too long ago that wanted to come on and talk about NIL as well. They have a um, they have a firm or something like that who's representing a bunch of kids. So yeah, that's interesting stuff to hear what the insides of that um, that is uh, that's going to entail and, and give us some some color on, on how these guys are doing deals and, and how it's regulated. Whoever this person is that wants to come on the podcast, they know they're welcome, right? Yeah, I need to get um, – I'll get the information. I was talking to them lightly, um, but I need to reach back out and get the information. I know that they'd be interested coming on. Because that's the way of the future, man. People don't understand this. They're not fully comprehending this. And I've talked about this before on this podcast, but, like, the way you follow recruiting, the way recruiting is covered, is going to completely change because of NIL deals with players. Everything is above board now. So, for example – Jaheim Otis, pursued by Alabama, Ole Miss, and Mississippi State right now, committed to Alabama for a long time. Jaheim Otis is going to have an NIL deal with each one of those schools. It's actually simplified things in that way, where everything used to be in the shadows, now it's above board. So effectively, it goes back to the old days of, okay, where do you really want to go? Because yes, Alabama's going to give you this, and State's going to give you this, and Ole Miss is going to give you this. Do you prefer to go to Ole Miss, Alabama, or Mississippi State? It makes the process a little bit easier and more simplified but you just don't hear a lot about the inner workings of it. Yeah, the, the interesting part of this, Ben, is, go, is going to be uh, what, what it's going to take is, is w- what school can be the most creative. I mean, there's there, there's going to be some schools that are better than others, but at the end of the day, every school is going to have to have a plan to make sure every player is taken care of of some sort. And I think this year is kind of a wild west, but I think after this year you're going to see some schools really kind of hulling up and like, okay, what can we do? to make sure that, that, that we're on a level playing field and can offer every player something. And then whatever you get um, from us, uh, anything above that is, is just, you know, you know, your own likeness. So 
um yeah it'll be interesting to see see how that how, how they handle this but um yeah so far it hasn't been as crazy as i thought it would be i mean you haven't heard any wild stories and then today i just don't think that um yeah i think some players are getting crazy deals and for the most part there's not a, not a lot of deals going around to, to everyone it's going to be a totally different level for arch manning than it will be for some random three-star offensive lineman coming out of i don't know florida or georgia or mississippi doesn't matter arch manning's going to make more money but that's the market it's nothing but a good thing and it's made, like I said, the recruiting process a little bit more simple. But it's more than that, too. I know a lot of people are following, for example, the recruitment of Barry and Brown, five-star wide receiver, Ole Miss, Kentucky, and Alabama. And right now, there's a lot of momentum for Kentucky. Well, he has NIL deals with Kentucky, Ole Miss, and Alabama. Which school gets most creative? How can they best utilize those NIL assets? So from a structure standpoint, Ole Miss is overall behind other schools, but for individual prospects, it's in a pretty good spot. But the overall operation, getting creative for your Alabama, if you're Ole Miss, if you're Kentucky, if you're Mississippi State, being able to have that infrastructure in place to where you don't fall behind. You're not just singularly focused on a couple of prospects. No, it's a big operation, and everybody's kind of pulling the same direction. I think a lot of Mississippi businesses want to be involved in it too, but they just don't know where to get started. And, and I said this to Shane when I talked to him. He filled a space that was wide open. There needed to be something to fill that space to help businesses that want to get involved, people that want to get involved. Where do I start? And you tell them where to start and you'll see the money come in and the NIL infrastructure really start to build out for Ole Miss. Now, Ole Miss is behind right now. You would have hoped that this would have been happening a year ago when we all saw this coming. But at least now you're starting to see some galvanization. That's important because this is what recruiting is going to be. Yeah, I I think Nick touched on that too was, um, hey, there's a lot of guys that want to get involved, but where do you go? Where do you start? Like, what, what, what you know, how, how do you get involved? How do you get a hold of these players? So, yeah. um, yeah, that's, that, that's going to be the key, you know, making, you know, some kind of, some kind of middleman where you can really access, um, access all the players. I'm sure they have stuff in the works and there's going to be some creative ways, man. It, it'll be exciting to see. There'll be some, some companies created off this. There'll be some platforms created off this. That'll be, that'll be really neat. And at the end of the day, it's, um, you know, it's exciting to see players be able to get, um, have a chance to make, make some money and, and, um, you know, do, do some of the stuff that, that, that they've earned, you know? So, um, yeah, it, it'll be cool. It sucks for the guys before us. There's a lot of guys that have made a lot of money. Um, but at the end of the day, man, it's no different than NFL where you get the old players, they come in, they, they visit and they're like, man, you guys are so lucky. You know, y'all get paid this. I mean, it, it's always moving forward to, you know, you know, unfortunately we're, we're past that time. The back in my day, that crowd, you're one of those now. <laughs> oh Yeah. Yeah, we're one of those. I, I am one of those now. Back in the day, I feel like I would have been able to make a few bucks at, at times. So, um, but it is what it is. These guys will. Um, these guys will really benefit from it, and it'll it'll hopefully um, you know cut down on some of the the nonsense and some of the people getting in trouble for doing silly stuff when it, it, you know, stuff that seems silly. But at the end of the day, you know, guys guys are out there making millions of dollars for their school, and they're they're struggling to get a meal. So um, that 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 is that is you know far from over now. Imagine how much money. When Dexter was at his hottest, he would have made. Oh, I mean, yeah. I mean, you, you got to think the Bo Wallace's, the Chad Kelly's. I mean, the Quan. Yeah, those guys would have had chances to to make money. Um, you Real know, money. And, We're talking about life changing yeah. money. Yeah, absolutely. And um, Dexter, Dexter for sure. I mean, he was he was really good, good player. But P. Willie. I mean, all those guys. I mean, you can go back for a long time. Deuce, Deuce in college would have would have made a fortune. So much money. Um, much money. Yeah, so it's it's it just it, it sucks for those guys, but it's nice that 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 you know now moving forward players can do that, and it'll be fun to see see some guys 
um, step up and do it. It's just a matter of, um, you know, how can we, how can we, we teach these guys, you know, what to do with money, you know, stuff like that as well, that that's going to kind of come into play here down the road as well. So, um, yeah, it's exciting stuff. See, there's a space there for that. You've got to end there. You know how to deal with financial stuff, help those guys with their portfolios and stuff like that. Oh yeah. I mean, there's, there's, there's lots of, lots of people out there that can do it. I'm sure there's going to be, um, you know, usually, usually that's kind of when you get to the NFL, you got to, you know, financial advisors that do full service and all that, that kind of teach guys and everything. But now, I mean, shoot, there's, you're going to be eligible to do this in college. I mean, and, and it'll be great for guys to learn a lot younger. And that way, when they do get to the NFL, they'll have, you know, three or four years of learning how like, Hey, I got to put away X save, you know, just, just little stuff like that, that, um, when they get to the NFL, they, they won't be ripping and tearing through the money. So this could be a positive thing as well. I'm curious about that. When you get to the NFL, and you make your money, how do you know who to trust? Who to put your faith in as far as your money is concerned? Well, it, it is tough, man. There there are some guys out there that are, um, they know how to take advantage of, of people who really aren't concerned about finances. They're just more worried about football and, you know, they think the money's coming forever. But um, what, what I try to do personally is I, I try to, to go with a guy that had nothing to do with football. Um, I don't like the full service. You know, they have just a bunch of NFL clients, a bunch of that. That to me wasn't for me. I went out and found a guy who works, you know, he's, he works with business guys. He he does have had no NFL clients. He was just a financial advisor outside of football, had a lot of wealthy oil clients, just, just a guy from Texas and um, just kind of knew him. And it went out and he was a regular financial advisor that, um, you know, that, that I thought was, was going to be best for, for me and wasn't really just focused on athletes themselves. So that's the problem. The guys get mixed up with these guys who target athletes and it can get, um, you know, they're, they're using these guys and not, not doing what's, what's best for them. We hear it all the time too, about how, when a kid, not a kid, but a player gets to the NFL and comes into their money, family and friends come out of the woodwork. That's going to trickle down to college too. Once these NIL deals really get settled in. Cause you think about Bryce yeah. Young, if Nick Saban is to be taken at his word, and there's no reason to doubt Nick Saban here, but Bryce Young apparently is already a millionaire because of NIL deals. You don't think that he's going to have a bunch of people coming and getting in his ear trying to get a piece of that? Yeah, that's the tough part, man. That's, that, that is the tough, toughest part about it is, you know, the reality is a lot of people that make the NFL, and this is myself included, did not come from a lot. And because to, to make it to that level or to make it to the SEC, um, you know, it takes, it takes a crazy mental toughness. And then for, for whatever reason, the kids that, that, that live the roughest end up having some of the, some of the best mental toughness. So, um, you know, unfortunately a lot, a lot of guys don't come from a lot. So once you do make some money, you're right. You have people kind of after you and, and all that. So it's best to have a good financial guy that can be the middleman and, and kind of deal with the families and tell them, Hey, this is the deal. Um, you know, stuff like that. And then, yeah, there's a time and place for it where you where you can help out family as well at times, and um, but but for the most part, it's it's about you and setting yourself up first and foremost. And then some guys realize that, and some other guys don't. Well, in high school recruiting, it's the running joke about the uncle that comes out of nowhere, or the handler, or the bag man. Those guys are going to want theirs. So if you're a school and you're after one of these top ranked guys, one of these highly coveted guys, not only do you have to have the infrastructure in place for NIL deals. But you have to have it set up to help them in some meaningful way. All above board. None of this is illegal. But helping them manage their money. So that's a part of it too. Like there's so many things that come out of this. It's not just, oh, yay, the kids make their money. Because I've been rooting for that for a long time. I've always been for players making money and getting theirs. And now they are. But there are things that you're going to have to help them with. And it's incumbent on the school 
to protect those players in that way. And the ones that can provide the most protection, the most security to any and all these players that they're recruiting, those are the ones that are going to land a Jaheim Otis over in Alabama or Mississippi State, Travion Williams, a Devin Brown. You can get yours anywhere now. So if you like Ole Miss, go to Ole Miss. Yeah, agreed, man. And I would advise these kids too, man, to really – I think it should be required, and, and I don't know if this is even legible, but I think it should be required that that these guys take, you know, some some sort of business, um, some sort of business classes, some sort of investment classes, stuff like that, to kind of learn. Because if I'm giving a guy advice that that you know, and, and I, I I lived through this, I came from a family who was very average and never really had money to deal with myself. So so luckily I took it upon myself to to learn. I had a business degree, all that. But I'll advise these guys that to kind of kind of get get involved and learn learn how to learn how to save your money learn how to learn how to do stuff learn learn how important it is to grow your money and and, and where you can put it places to where it can be worth a lot more um you know that that stuff that if i'm a player if i'm giving a, a young guy advice that's what i'm saying you know hey let's get um get involved because it's going to be a part of your life especially if you're going to move on and make money and start making money you know, in college earlier and then going to the NFL, you know, get, get involved, learn, learn this stuff. And it's actually pretty cool. I mean, it's, it's amazing. Some of the, some of the deals you can get involved in and some of the ways you can, you can invest in, and grow your money and, um, and, you know, do it the right way and set yourself up for a long time. See, I had no clue how to do any of that stuff till my mid twenties. Now put on yeah. top of that being a world-class football player, one of the top ranked players in the country, every school wants you. I can't imagine. I didn't know what a 401k was coming out of college, really. It's probably more yeah. of an indictment on me and my stupidity. And I didn't really quite understand how to balance a checkbook till I got to college. I was spoiled rotten, man. <laughs> I was spoiled well, think, in high school. About this, ben, ben, you're not the only one. Listen, so in the NFL, they give you – so 401k, it's like the best one that you can imagine. I mean, if you put in 17000 bucks, they give you thirty, thirty-six thousand or something crazy. Like they, wow. they give you – they give you a, a – like – Two, two times your money. There's guys that don't even don't even open one up, and the NFL's giving you that free money. So, you know, I did it for eight years or nine years, and luckily I, you know, was able to participate. But yeah, you're right. There are guys that, that could care less. I've seen guys hold you know three four million dollars in, in just an everyday checking account, stuff like that. I mean, it's it's it's, it's incredible. It's incredible the, the stuff that, that you see, but. Um, you know, it goes on and, and that's that's something that that maybe players now in college will be more educated on. And, um, you know, it'll help them go into the NFL. So, so like I said, it could be a really good positive. That's a positive. That's a big thing. That's an important thing. That's not just a football thing. That's a life thing. Because I think 1% of college football players make it to the NFL and stick. 1%. Yeah. So to be able to get those tools for when they inevitably in their football careers, be it in the NFL or well before that, that stuff is important. This is life. And these guys need life tools. And that's why this is a positive benefit for NIL. We've gone 15 minutes in this podcast just talking about this stuff. But it's interesting. It's the way of the future in recruiting. And I can't wait for you guys to hear Shane and what he has to say about it and his um, complex NIL innovations and what they're coming up with and what they're doing. It's good stuff. So he's coming up in just a little bit on the Modern Women phone line. Jarrell Poe's going to come up first. What are you thinking about Auburn now on this Thursday? A couple days away, Auburn and Ole Miss kicking off at 6 p.m. Central time on ESPN. What are you feeling right now? You know, I mean, I, like I said earlier in the week, man, it's going to come down to, to us handling the environment. Um, it's going to come down to, to how banged up we are. Hopefully Matt Crowell is feeling better. But, you know, just looking over the, the stats and, and stuff like that, I mean, Auburn is, um, you know, Auburn's a decent defensive team. I mean, if, if you look at their their points per game, they're only allowing 19.7 points per game. 
um, you know, that they're only giving up, you know, what, 250 yards. Um, yeah, I don't even think that. No, I think they're only giving up like 218 yards in the air and then another 122 on the ground. So, um, you know, this is going to be a solid defensive test and they're going to be in their environment. So, um, you know, this is, I, I think this will, be, this will be one of the better defensive teams aside from Alabama that we played this year. And, um, you know, it's, it's going to be evenly, evenly matched contest. Are you buying the Bo Nix's improved narrative that's going around this week? Um, it's, it's hard. I mean, he's just been so up and down, man. Been there forever. I feel like Bo Nix has been there 10 years. Um, but, you know, we'll see. I mean, I, I think that I think what he does present is a run threat, um, which is which is something that we're going to have to really make sure we key on. Um, I definitely expect us to spy him and, and pressure him. Um, I, I, I think the way you beat this team is you got to make him throw. You got to make him throw. If he beats you on some throws, okay. But I think I, I'm willing to bet my last buck on it that if we heat him up and pressure him all night, we'll get to him and he'll make some mistakes and, and, and they could be game changing mistakes. I could see this game starting like the LSU game. I, you know what? I, if it does, I'd be shocked because that's two or three weeks in a row where we've started like that. Well, that's why I feel I, that way. Well, 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 I'm hoping though. I'm hoping that, that they emphasize it this week. I hope it, it is. It is. If you're nailing two things in these players' heads, it's hey, get your mind right for this environment, or and two, let's get off to a fast start. So, whatever you got to do to be locked in to open up that game, because if you get down on the road with this kind of environment that we're about to step into, there may not be any coming back. Luckily, we're at home this week, but I'm hoping we get out there, get to a fast start. Man, the penalty's got to got to got to stop, especially. I mean, it, but can it happen. stop? It's this late in the season now. It. Well, it, it doesn't matter. It needs to be emphasized, and it, it, there needs to be, you know, it needs to be, be brought home and, and and stopped, you know. So they're, they're going to have to go after these guys and 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 make it, you know, make it a point to to keep emphasizing, and getting in their ear, and maybe maybe I don't know what you do about it, but you you know you at least if, you, if you're getting penalties, you're coming out of the game something. But um, you cannot. I mean, for, you shouldn't be getting penalties at home like that, and and especially it's tough on the road. So. Uh, we got to come out to a fast start. You can, you know, I feel like last week even versus LSU, the offense was started out fine, but you have some big penalties that, that put you in second and 15, third and 15, stuff like that. So there's just no play for that. So, um, you know, we got to stay in, stay in second and short and third manageable um, all night and, you know, try to get some turnovers on the defensive side, and I think we'll be fine. But it's going to be a tough game, and this is one, in my opinion, if we win, um, I'll, I'll comfortably say we're going to go 11-1. and one. Ooh, comfortably say. Okay. Absolutely. Comfortably. Ben Brown's out for the year. I tried to tell you guys on Monday. I kind of knew it. I knew he was scheduled to have surgery on Tuesday, but I couldn't come out and report it. I didn't have it confirmed from Ben, but he called me on Tuesday after the surgery. He's out for the year. He's not coming back next year. He'd be 25 years old. He's getting married next summer. If ever there was a time for him to go pro, go into the NFL draft process, it's now. He has to do it now. So he's not coming back. Wish him the best of luck. He's been doing a frontline view segment on my Talk of Champions platform for – I don't know, two months. And when we talked about it, he was like, well, we'll still do a frontline view. It'll just be a frontline view from my couch when I love that. So hopefully we'll have Ben Brown back next week <laughs> for a uh, frontline view segment. But it does change things up front. Caleb Warren did not look right. He came back maybe a little bit earlier than he wanted to push through it, try to push through that messed up ankle with all the torn ligaments. He doesn't look right. He was the one that first stepped in for Ben Brown. I'm assuming he's going to try to go again this week. But after a while, you saw Orlando Umana slide over to guard. Bryce Ramsey was an unsung hero against LSU, sliding in at center. Jordan Rose played a lot of left guard. The only two sure things right now are Nick Broker at left tackle and Jeremy James at right tackle. That's it. And that's a concerning thing 
going down the stretch run because at some point, and it might not happen, Jonathan Mingo is not going to play on Saturday. I know Lane Kiffin's saying that he's hopeful he'll play. I would be shocked. I don't want to say anything definitively because saying anything definitively about injuries with this staff will make you look stupid. So I'm not saying definitively. I want to take that back. I'm not saying definitively that Jonathan Mingo won't play. I'll just be shocked if he plays. I think Braylon Sanders is going to play. But again, I'm not going to say anything definitively. Point being, you would think that at some point, all of these injuries and knowing the lack of depth up front, that one game, in one game at least, it's going to catch up to them. But Auburn's a team defensively that it could be that game. Maybe it's Texas A&M. That's when they're going to have their last big visitor weekend, I think. Not reporting that. That's just kind of what I'm hearing. When they bring their next big crop of visitors on campus, it'll be for Texas A&M. Those two feel like the games. One of those teams can get you. Yeah, I mean, they're both quality opponents. They definitely can beat us. Um, but at the end of the day, um, you know, if we play our best and, and our coaches are, are prepared the way they've been prepared all year, I think we're going to be able to score on them. I think we're going to be able to score on both of them. And, and with A&M especially, I, I just – man, if our defense plays the way they played, A&M just can't score. They, 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 they just can't – they don't have the offense to keep up with us. And if our defense gets after them – and just shuts down the running back who's pretty solid. And I just don't think that quarterback can beat us um, at home, especially. So um, Auburn is one that is concerning. And it's it, and it's it's mainly because we're so banged up. If we're fully healthy and Mingo's ripping and so is Sanders and, um, you know, we got their whole O-line, I feel I, I feel would actually feel very confident this week. But, um, you know, with us going on the road and coming off of a, essentially a stretch of games that has um, been, you know, pretty tough to, to imagine – Nobody in their right mind thought we were coming out of those games. You look at the schedule when it first came out, nobody in their right mind said, hey, Ole Miss is going 3-0 and in those in that, that three-game stretch we just came off of. So That's true. Uh, yeah, so, so it's, it's been a great stretch. Um, and if you told if, if you told me, hey, we were going 3-1 and one in those four games, that four-game stretch, you'd be like, yeah. Yeah, because mo- most years it's 1-3 it's and three or 2-2 two and two if you're lucky. So, um, yeah, I, I just I feel like if we win this one, it, it, we're, we're at a whole different level of, of expectation and hype. The encouraging thing and what gives you optimism about Ole Miss being able to sustain, being able to overcome, is the improvement defensively. If that's real, that's a game changer. Yeah, tell me this. Do you think that Auburn is better than Tennessee? (sighs) Yeah. Tennessee's pretty improved, man. I I still think Auburn's better, though. That win up there was, um, you know, just seeing how Tennessee played against Alabama at Alabama. Um, you know, it was essentially a close game until it got out of hand at the end on, on a couple plays that, that went against Tennessee. But you know, this game's gonna be similar to that Tennessee game. That that's what I would put um put your mind towards. Um, you know, as an Ole Miss fan, it's gonna be similar to that where I think Ole Miss is gonna be the better team. It's just gonna be a matter of, of how we how we execute in that environment. But um yeah, I, th- I think you're you're gonna be looking at a game similar to 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 Tennessee. I think Auburn, I think Tennessee could would likely be Auburn, but that's just that's just me personally. We'll see. I'm going to call you today, and I guess I'm going to get your spirits pick. You're still going to do that? You're going to pick the score? Give me a breakdown? Yeah. All right. Yep, I will do that tomorrow. I will give you a little breakdown of what I think. I will look a little bit deeper and see if I can identify something that, that you know, favors Ole Miss or favors Auburn. All right. He's Bradley South, former Ole Miss offensive lineman, eight-year NFL vet, Jarrell Poe, and Shane Blanton coming up on the Modern Women's phone line. Thank you, buddy. See you, Ben. Hotty toddy. That was Bradley South, former Ole Miss offensive lineman, eight-year NFL vet. This is Talk of Champions. I'm Ben Garrett at Spirit Ben on Twitter. If you haven't already, subscribed, rate, review Talk of Champions and iTunes. And when you do, leave a five-star review. It doesn't matter what you say. 
as long as it's five stars. This podcast can be found wherever you get your podcast. Just simply search Talk of Champions, and I write for the Ole Miss Spirit. OleMissSpirit.com and affiliate of On3.com. Going to go down to the Modern Women phone line to speak to Jarrell Poe, former Ole Miss defensive lineman, as well as Shane Blanton. Shane's the CEO founder of Complex NIL Innovations. But before we jump to Poe, to Shane, let's hear from BNA Bank and Cheney's Pharmacy, two proud sponsors of Talk of Champions. BNA Bank is celebrating 125 years of local banking. For generations, BNA Bank has been a stable fixture in Northeast Mississippi, supporting and investing in our local small businesses, local schools, local community events, local charities, and so much more. At BNA Bank, we believe in our local communities, businesses, and organizations because we are a local business, too. Thank you for choosing to bank local with BNA Bank. It's the most wonderful time of the year. No, it's not Christmas time. It's football season, specifically Ole Miss football season. You want to be there, right? In the Grove, in Vaught-Hemingway Stadium, cheering on the Rebels every single Saturday. The only way to do that is to make sure you're healthy, to take care of yourself, to have a pharmacy that you can trust. Well, there's only one pharmacy in Oxford, Mississippi, that can do just that. Cheney's Pharmacy, a locally owned pharmacy that's been in Oxford for over 40 years, as red and blue as the Rebels themselves. Cheney's Pharmacy offers prescription synchronization, immunizations, compounding, a two-lane drive-through, and available hours that ensure your needs are met on your own time. Cheney's also accepts all third-party insurance. Cheney's Pharmacy provides the best customer service out there. Hands down. It's not close. So give Cheney's a call. 662-234-7221. Or go visit them at 501 Bramlett Boulevard. That's right off of University Avenue. They're open 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. Monday through Saturday, 1 p.m. to 9 p.m. on Sundays. You can visit them online at Cheney'sPharmacy.com. Make sure your pharmacy is one you can trust. Cheney's Pharmacy, much more than just a pharmacy. The signs of summer are here. Freshly mowed grass, days in the water at the ballpark, and all the rest on the golf course. Well, that's how we do it over here at Oxford and Ole Miss anyway. And PXG Golf Apparel is here to make sure you're locked and loaded for round after round at University Course or Oxford Country Club. PXG has taken its mission to create the most high-quality, high-performance golf clubs in the game to their new line of apparel as well. With PXG Apparel, there's something for everyone. From pants, polos, and sweaters to hats, joggers, and skirts. You'll usually find me with a hat on my head. And PXG has nailed the fitted breathable. And my navy goes with pretty much anything. So don't wait another second. Elevate your style game on and off the course with the PXG Spring Summer 2024 Collection. Head over to pxg.com TOC and use promo code TOC for Talk of Champions at checkout to save 10% on all apparel. That's pxg.com TOC, code TOC for Talk of Champions to save 10% on apparel. PXG, a proud sponsor of the Talk of Champions Podcast Network. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. The Modern Woodman Phone Line. Cool. We'll talk. No big whoop. No big whoop. 
where the best Ole Miss guests from far and wide drop in to talk the very latest in Rebel sports. Modern Woodman, let's make a difference together. This is Talk of Champions. I'm Ben Garrett at Spirit Ben on Twitter, going now to the Modern Woodman phone line to speak to Jarrell Poe, former Ole Miss defensive tackle, good friend of the pod, been making the media rounds, and I'm last? What the hell? Hey, buddy. What's up, Ben? How you doing, brother? Took you long enough to come back on the pod. How's everything been, man? What's going on? How was the weekend? Life is good, man. The weekend was crazy, man. One of the best weekends I've had this year by far. I definitely enjoyed it, man. It was good seeing the guys. Definitely was good hanging out in the vault. Everybody was rocking. We got the win, so that make it even better. Hell of a weekend out. How you been doing, bro? I've been all right. I've been all right. Obviously, had a big change professionally, but we're still rolling. Talking Champions is still rolling. And you and I have talked on this podcast so many times before. You're on this pod before you're on any other pod, but here you are. You're back, so I'm, I'm not going to hold it against you. Point being, hey. one thing we've talked about before is like, how the school needed to incorporate former players more, how they needed to bring y'all back, and now they're doing it, and you saw it on Saturday. How does that help, not just in recruiting, but fan engagement? You were there firing up the crowd during a timeout, one time throwing up a land shark and all that kind of stuff. Just What does it mean to have former players back involved? Why does it matter? It means a lot, number one, just to see the guys, the fans, you know, fans and those kids that, they grew up watching us, watching us play. The kids that them probably got a little older. Just to, just to engage with the older players that went off and played in the NFL. You know, they was fans of fan of ours when we we was in college, but they didn't get a chance to see us when we was in the pros. So when guys come back, sign autograph, engaging with the fans, they're just big within itself. And then also the crew, a lot of guys. To be honest with you. I don't think a lot of guys know people like Mike Wallace played at Ole Miss, like the, uh, like a younger recruit, 17, 18-year-old guy. He probably didn't even know that. A lot of kids don't know that. So that's big within itself. Like when those recruits see that, they see us engaging in, with the fans. They see that Ole Miss is a family feel, uh, atmosphere. We, we, we coming back, the love that they showing us. They see that how much we loved Ole Miss. It just it just big all the way around. So man, I've been reaching out to guys. I talked to Jamarcus Sanford, Michael Orr's coming back for Texas A&M. Uh, talked to Tremaine McBride. He's coming back. So if you think LSU week was crazy, just wait to Texas A&M. So Texas A&M, we're gonna go to the bar together this time. You're not gonna leave me out. <laughs> man, I'm getting old, man. I'm man, old too. Seriously, I went out to the library. I was out of there by 10. <laughs> I just can't do it. Seriously, man. <laughs> I was out of there at 10 o'clock, man. I wouldn't lay down. Uh, I can't do it no more. But I, hey, I promise you we'll have a cold one when I get up there. All right, at like 8.30. We'll we'll have a, or we'll do brunch, you know. We'll do brunch. That's what we do now, I guess, because we're older. Oh, my God. You know that. It's just weird because that's what I was talking to Shay Hodge about on Monday. Talking to Shay seeing Mike back and Dex back and um, you back, just guys that I've been friends with since college because I broke in while y'all were playing. And that's how I got to know all you guys and stay friends with all you guys is because I got to know you then. And to see y'all coming back as the vets, the wily old vets and the the old uh, former players, you know, it's really kind of wigging me out. I'm not going to lie. What did y'all do as former players? What all do they have y'all doing? And what's a cool story that came from the weekend as far as 
what fans didn't get to see. Just catching up with one another, cracking jokes, telling old stories, man. We was uh, when we was on doing the game, just just fellowship with one another, just telling stories, man. That's what that's what I remember and took from the weekend, just from hanging with the guys, man. I really enjoyed it, you know, just telling old stories from what, you know something that may have happened when we was running one tens or man, you remember this happened when we had five thirty workouts and just the laughter, man, and just. I really enjoyed that. And the, right before when the team came out, just how guys were just, you know, was excited. And yeah, we tell them when I looked over at Dex, I looked over at Mike, I seen how crunk they was. I seen a John Jerry coming down the town tunnel, hyping the guys up. Just like, it felt like we wanted to put the damn pads on for a second. So, man, it was just so fun to see that. And they just gave me chills, you know. The guy was just sitting, you know, just hear guys say, man, this shit is crunk way lights. And you see a mad career coming down and leading the charge, man. It's just crunk, man. So I really enjoyed that. I enjoyed, you know, being around the guys and just feeling that that energy coming out of that tunnel again. Even though, you know, just, just seeing those guys run out, you just got a chance to feel that energy again, you know. So, yeah, like I said, it was just fun to do that with those guys. Ole Miss just feels different right now. You know what I mean? But we got the juice now. We got it. Yeah, because you can see it. And I think Lane Kiffin's the obvious secret elixir here, the one that's really been the catalyst for all this. But the way they're incorporating you guys, (laughs) recruiting is different. I think it was the biggest collection of recruits they've had in town since 2016. Just everything. And then on Monday Night Football, it felt like it was an Ole Miss infomercial. You know, you had Peyton wearing the jersey (laughs) and Tom Brady. Yeah, yeah. Saturday felt like a program-defining day to me. Most definitely. And, and, and the guys that came back, we want to see Ole Miss succeed so bad. We want to see guys, we want to see this team go on and do great things. So we recognize it. And that's why we're coming together. A lot of guys, we formed the group chat and talking about what can we do, you know, what things we can say to help the program go to the next level. For us, you know, like, how can we be involved? That's why guys are. You know, like I said, just wait to Texas A&M. You're going to see a lot of guys come together, coming back to the program, coming together and, and just whether it's tweeting, you know, social media or helping out any kind of way they can possible to take this program to the next level. Because we want to see this team go. We want to see this program go further than we ever did. We want to see some national championships around here, you know. We want to, see some, we want to take some trips to Atlanta, Georgia, to the SEC championship. So, I mean, guys, you know, everybody is fired up and everybody's willing to play a role. So that's what's got me excited, man. Did you get to catch up with Ed? We every 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 time we play Ole Miss, we text but we we text before uh he come to town and I go over there and see him. I go visit him when it was locker room. I visit with him Saturday for about five or ten minutes. We we talk private conversation I'm not gonna mention, <laughs> but that's gonna always be my heart. You know how I feel about Ed. He never, he never wavered. He stuck by me. That's gonna always be my heart. That's what I was gonna say. He was such a big part of your life, and he fought for you. <laughs> and look, say what you mm-hmm. want, soon we could tell the stories about dipping coffee grounds or ripping his shirt off or too many Chiefs and not enough Indians. We got all these Ed Orgeron stories. But from a personal anecdote for you, he was a huge part of you ending up where you were on Saturday as a beloved Most- Ole Miss Rebel returning. 
Most definitely, man. Like I told you, uh, Ed has always treated me like family. Even even after his time at Ole Miss, we always stayed in contact with one another. Uh, we visited a couple times since he's been in Baton Rouge. So he always answered my calls or shoot, shoot me texts back. And Like I said, he was somebody that never wavered, stayed by my side. I'm forever thankful for that for him. What is your favorite Ed Orgeron story that everyone asks you about and you always tell? It's so many of them, just, <laughs> just how he would snap out on guys and stuff, man. And I just would know how nervous I would be because I never wanted him to snap out on me. So just, just it's, it's so many stories, man. Well, I just love to hear the guy talk, period. <laughs> you know, I can remember him calling and saying, hey, big fella, big fella, I'll have Miss Kelly make you some corn pie, the best corn pie you ever had in your life. Just, just you know, just it, the guy is just funny. Period. Just hearing him talk, but it's so many stories, you know. Where I can tell you when he was snapping out on guys, or you know, making guys run, chewing guys out at practice. But it's so many of them, man. And I'm just glad I got the chance to see my buddy. They're gonna always be my heart, like I said. Did Whatever I ever tell is. you the story after the Mississippi State loss when Ed pulled Chuck into like a little closet off to the side in Starkville? Chuck's not a small guy, and Ed, everybody knows Ed's a big guy. And they're in this closet, and they can barely move. And Chuck has nowhere to go, and he's thinking, oh, my God, I'm about to die. He's about to kill me because it's after a very emotional game. Everybody knows what happened and what happened the next day with Ed. And and Ed's just kind of pacing back and forth, and he's doing this, like, circular motion above his head. He's going, oh, I got snakes in my head, Chuck. I got snakes in my head. They're going to find me. They're going to find me, Chuck. They're going to find me. And Chuck's just, uh, I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know, Coach. I just He's just thinking, God, please, I don't, I don't want to die today at the hands of Ed Ordron. I got snakes in my head, Chuck. That's my favorite Ed Ordron story. It <laughs> is one of a kind, man. I could just sit there and listen to him talk all day, every day. Like I said, man, there's so many stories I could tell you. That you know, just hearing him snap out on guys uh, on the field and stuff, man. So it is always going to be someone near and dear to me. That's my buddy. Well, thinking ahead now to where Ole Miss is and where it's going and where the program was and where it is now, just in your opinion, how far has Ole Miss come? We'll get right back to Jarrell Poe, former Ole Miss defensive tackle, in this edition of Talk of Champions with Shane Blanton. CEO founder of Complex NIL Innovations coming up a little bit later on the Modern Women phone line after I tell you briefly about Alan Samuels Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Oxford, another proud sponsor of Talk of Champions. What's your schedule looking like this fall? Don't answer that. I already know. Omas football Saturdays, right? It's all back and you're going to be there. Well, when you're making those trips, why not go in style? In the dream car, truck, or Jeep you've always wanted. Well, the only place to go for your next perfect car, truck, or Jeep is Alan Samuels Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Oxford. From new and used sales to parts and service, Alan Samuels of Oxford aims to provide a truly stellar automotive experience. And what separates Alan Samuels Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Oxford from every other dealership is Alan Samuels aims to address each of your needs with the utmost respect, care, and attention to detail. They're going to get you into your dream car at a price point you can afford, and the process is going to be as seamless as possible. Most everyone who's listened to this podcast should know by now, I only vouch for sponsors I truly believe in. Well, Alan Samuels has been with me the longest. I myself have bought a car from Alan Samuels Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Oxford, and there's no better car buying experience. Make sure to ask for Byron or Mason and tell them that Talk of Champions sent you so that you can take advantage of any one or more of the services Alan Samuels Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Oxford provides. Contact them today at 662-234-8000. That's 662-234-8000. 
It's Alan Samuels Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Oxford at 2201 East University Avenue. That's just past Kroger. Alan Samuels Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Oxford. Let's be friends. I say I got to give a lot of credit to Lane and his staff. I think they have done a tremendous job of coming in, and coming in here and turning the program around with what they were dealt with. Uh, and and Matt and Matt was I feel like Matt was dealt a pretty bad hand, but he did the best with what he did with, with what he had. I think Matt, I think Lane came in here and turned this thing around quickly. I'm I'm very happy. I like I as well as everybody else with where the program is headed at. We definitely see where they're taking it. It's us. We just got to get on the train. Like I tweeted, we all got to get on this train. We all got to get, we all got to believe. We all got to rally behind these guys, get in the stadium early, do the things that's necessary to keep this thing going and let these guys see that we're appreciative of them and the work that they're putting in and rally behind them. Everybody got to do their part from the fans all the way down to the players. So we all, so I'm excited what the program is headed. Like I said, we just keep this up and everybody do their part. We'll start seeing them shift to Atlanta. I'm not going to lie. When you put that video on Twitter, of you hyping up the crowd, got kind of pumped. Uh-huh. That's my dude. I was like, oh, there he is. Yeah. <laughs> I was kind of nervous at first, but when I got the mic after a couple of bourbons, man, I was ready to go. <laughs> They didn't give me enough time. I got to tell Paris I need a minute. <laughs> <laughs> you and I have I been talking about, um, and the people don't know this, but and we're not kind of giving anything away because it's still very, very early in the planning stage. You and I have been talking about putting together like a crawfish boil concert, Ole Miss kind of deal for a long time now. So if we do do this, you're going to have to grab the mic and hype up another crowd. I'm just warning you. After two, three makers, Mark, you can give me that mic, buddy. <laughs> I'll be ready to go then. See, no one's going to want to see Drunk Ben hyping him up before a Crawfish Bowl concert. You know, because, listen, I got really, really drunk before my twin brother's wedding, and I gave the best man speech, and it did not go well. It it, 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 didn't get, it did not go well. So you, you had, it was bad. It, it was really bad. It was like in The Wedding Singer, you know. It's like calling people out and talking about old girlfriends. It's just not the best. Not the best for Ben. Not the best day. Uh, but we move on. We press forward, just like Ole Miss. You know, we press forward here. Um, but if we do have this crawfish boil, broil, boil, whatever, and concert, yeah, you got to be the face of it. You got to be the one to hype people up and all that kind of stuff. I have no problem with doing that, man. Like I said, just let me give me two, three makers mark. I can see the whole show. Who's going to be the, the talent? Who do you want? You want to go get Project Pat? Because that's who I want. Uh, we definitely got to bring Big Walk, dog. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. 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 Uh, We'll get some Memphis guys, get some guides. Yeah. Okay, we're getting off track here. I'm sorry. See, I don't get to talk to Poe as much as I used to. And when we talk, we, this is this is just how we talk to each other. <laughs> this is kind of how it works. All right, so um, looking ahead to Auburn, what are your favorite memories of Auburn, your playing days against Auburn? Uh, Cam, Cam Newton coming into our house. I think Jeff Scott broke that thing for 84 damn yards on mm-hmm. the first play. Mm-hmm. And I can just remember how how we had that, how we had the vault rocking. That's one of our best, man. We lost. We got our ass kicked, but <laughs> just one of my favorite memories against Auburn. Uh, just how we came out. Uh, I think we went in. We came out in red. Came at, we came out in pregame in red, came back out in gray. In gray. Yeah. I just remember how the crowd was just so in tune. We we played them guys for about two quarters. They went on to win the national championship, but 
didn't have much success against those guys in my time playing there, but that definitely was a fun memory of mine that stick out how we had that thing rocking that day. If Ole Miss wins on Saturday, does it win out? We're going to run the table 100%. If they run the table, are they a college football playoff team? Oh, ain't no doubt about it. Ain't no doubt about it. You got to put us in there. Even if uh, Alabama win out, I mean, I don't know how they're going to do it. I, I doubt they won't. But they got to put three SEC teams in. I think what is it that I think I heard was if, uh, say, we, we, we win out, Alabama win out, Alabama beats, if we get like five or better SEC school to finish in the top 25 and Alabama go beat Georgia, then it's a good chance that we get in, right? I don't know. I find it really hard to believe that the committee is going to put three SEC teams in. It's going to be the greatest yeah. argument yet for expanding the playoff even more. Mm-hmm. We need what is Cincinnati. We need Cincinnati to take a loss. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. But I look at the teams in front of Ole Miss, and I can't remember who all they are, but like Michigan, for example, and Penn State before they lost, and those kinds of teams. I would put Ole Miss against any of those teams right now, even Oklahoma, Ohio State. And I know Ole Miss is banged mm-hmm. up on the offensive line, but Ole Miss has got the best player in college football this year, and that's Matt Corral. Ain't no doubt about it. We got the best players. So, I, man, none of those guys are seeing us. None of those teams are seeing us. Like you said, when it, it comes down to it, it's going to be the best argument ever. Like, they got definitely got to extend it because we got the best conference in football, and it ain't fair to us. Is Matt Corral the Heisman favorite? Should he win the award, no matter what happens the rest of the way? Ain't no doubt about it. He should. I was reading where Lane, where I seen Lane did an interview and he was talking about how they should, you know, pick the candidate, the Heisman candidate, and look deeper into just stats mm-hmm. and look at what the guy had to work with on Saturday and look at the guys that's banged up and the defense that the guy played against that might have put up so many stats. That's important, man. But ain't no 100% Matt Corral should be. The Heisman. Did you talk to Lane much this weekend? Uh, you, you want me to tell you the truth? I never ever met Lane. Really? I never, I never met Lane. The closest I got to Lane was Saturday. I, uh, I, I, you know, of course, I went down to the locker room, but I'm not one of those guys. I don't have to meet him. I like what he's doing, man. Keep it up. I mean, you know, I meet him when it's time to meet him. I'd have had opportunities I could have went and met him. Man, I know that guy's getting hammered from, from everybody wanting to talk. And just keep like like Al Davis, just win, baby, <laughs> win. Go win and keep doing what you're doing. We meet. I meet him when it's time to meet. It ain't no big deal. God, I love that. Win, man. I love win, that. man. I won't win. I you know. Look, know you've always been a super popular former player. You're popular when you played. You're popular in recruiting. You've been popular ever since, and you've been on this podcast countless times. You're one of my favorite people to call. Nine times out of ten, you're going to answer. And go all right, Ben. What do you what do you want to do? And it's always. Fun to talk to you. You're one of my friends, man, and it's been great. But it feels like, having said all that, it feels like you're having like a comeback tour. You know what I mean? You're everywhere right now. Well, you know how much I love Ole Miss, man. Even when I was getting recruited, I mean, they never, I never gave up. I never changed my mind. When I said I was going to Ole Miss, I wasn't going to quit until I got into Ole Miss. So you know how I feel about Ole Miss. And just to see, like you said, like I said earlier, where the program is headed, to be a part of it, man, I'm thankful for it. I just want to be in any kind of way possible, man. I want to see this program succeed. I want to see this school succeed. And I want to see us take the next step and not just be satisfied with a damn bowl game. 
I want some SEC championships, man. And I want to be able to, I want to be able to be a part of it. And I want to be able to witness it, man. It's good to hear from you, buddy. Good to hear from you as well, buddy. Just tell me this. Next time you do make the media tours and you do come into town, call your friend. I got you, man. I promise you. But listen, man, I got to tell you this again. Now, listen, it may not seem, but I go to bed earlier (laughs) than I used to, okay, buddy? I save all my energy for Saturdays because I know what I'm going to do on Saturday in the Grove, okay? I don't hang out in the library until they start walking them horses, making everybody look you don't see me out there in the attic eating pizza and doing all that no more. Them days is over with. 9 to 10 o'clock, 9 30, I'm out of there, okay, brother? So we have to go early, okay? Okay. Okay. <laughs> the big fella have to get his rest. Even uh, if we don't rest, I need to be somewhere away from them young kids. I can't hang no more. I thought I would never be able to grow. I thought when I was in my party day, I thought, oh, man, I ain't going to never stop partying. I'm going to do this forever. I love the library. This and that, hanging out, going to different space and hanging out parties. Them days is over with. Yeah. <laughs> and they came to a close end. They came to their end. I mean, you say quick, buddy. So we got to get out of that 930. So okay. come to town, be ready to go party early, okay? Okay. Like 430. We'll go to do the early bird <laughs> special somewhere. You know, something like we gotta that. got to go there early. <laughs> got to go there early. Yeah. Hey, seven to ten, okay? That's all we needed. That's our window. That's it. That's our window, seven to ten. The Braves are in the World Series, and I'm going on Friday. The Cowboys are good, and if they make it to the Super Bowl, I don't know what to do with myself. And if Ole Miss goes to the college football playoff, do I need to go to Tunica? No, no, no. Listen, you come. I live in Atlanta now, so come on. Let's go catch a Braves game. We can hang out even a little later over there now. Okay, I'm going to be there. We're back to an hour in Atlanta now. I'm going to be there on Friday. I'm calling you. Just prepare yourself. Call me. I'll be in town ready. Oh, man. He's Jarrell Poe, former Ole Miss defensive tackle. Good buddy. Thank you, man. I appreciate you. You too, man. Have a good one, Bob. That was Jarrell Poe, former Ole Miss defensive tackle. This is Talk of Champions. I'm Ben Garrett at Spirit Ben on Twitter. If you haven't already, subscribe, review Talk of Champions in iTunes. And when you do, leave a five-star review. doesn't matter what you say as long as it's five stars. This podcast can be found wherever you get your podcast. Just simply search Talk of Champions. And I'll write for the Ole Miss Spirit, omspirit.com and affiliateofon3.com. What is a lock? A lock is simply put a bet you can't lose. And with my bookie, you can't lose with the NBA lock of the season. When you bet on either team to score between the Dallas Mavericks or the Denver Nuggets this Friday, you win. An NBA game has never gone scoreless, so you know this is a sure bet. Place your bet, they score, you win. It's that easy. Get paid Friday, wake up Saturday, and throw down on UFC 267. This weekend, my bookie is also giving all users a $100 risk-free wager on the light heavyweight championship fight. So don't wait. Head to mybookie.ag now and use my promo code TOC for talk of champions, TOC, and get in on the NBA lock of the season. That's promo code TOC for talk of champions, TOC. It's a lock. Get your season started with a win. Thank me later. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with my bookie. Have you ever wondered what you're going to do for retirement or if you're ever actually going to be able to retire? Well, if so, give my friend Thomas Chandler at Modern Woodman a call. He specializes in retirement and investment planning and loves helping people plan for their dream. And Modern Woodman offers anything you could possibly need, from mutual funds to employee benefits to college savings plans and even a 1% guaranteed annuity. Give Thomas a call at 662-296-0186. That's 662-296-0186. And start taking control of your future today with Thomas Chandler of Modern Woodman. Going back to the Modern Woodman phone line to speak to Shane Blanton. 
He's the CEO founder of Complex NIL Innovations. If you're confused by all the NIL stuff, don't worry. I was too. And then I talked to Shane. He's going to explain everything. This is Talk of Champions. The Modern Woodman Phone Line. Cool. We'll talk. No big whoop. No big whoop. Where the best Ole Miss guests from far and wide drop in to talk the very latest in Rebel Sports. Modern Woodman. Let's make a difference together. This is Talk of Champions. I'm Ben Garrett at Spirit. Ben on Twitter. Going down to the Modern Woodman phone line to speak to Shane Blanton. CEO, founder, co-founder, Complex NIL Innovations, now open for business and based out of Jackson. Hey, buddy, what's up? Hey, how are you doing? I'm good, man. Thanks for coming on and doing this. And there's a lot we don't understand yet, I think. Not as just a media base, but Ole Miss fans as well that don't understand what's going on with NIL and how it's the future of recruiting and everything like that. So I want to get into that with you. But first and foremost, man, Complex NIL Innovations, what is it? How excited are you? And what's the uh, brief synopsis of what you're getting into here? Yeah, um, yeah, I mean we're you know ecstatic about it, and we've been I've been working really, really hard, and we did the you know this little NIL agency to begin with, and we're studying and learning and looking at a bunch of different programs and all around the country and putting pieces together, um, and finally being able to unrelease the plan we've been you know just been busting it on for a long time, and to get it out there now is really awesome, and you know what we're doing is making the complexities and intricacies of the new NIL world less intim- it's less intimidating than it was um, and taking sort of the brunt off of our businesses and individuals and also supporting our players um, and creating a great marketing strategy for, you know, just schools and athletes in general that will really boost in the world of recruiting because it is appealing to programs and communities that can support those athletes using name, image, and likeness. And we really believe it's going to be something special. So we're excited. For a lot of Ole Miss fans, when you say that, that it's the way of the future in recruiting, they don't quite understand what you mean. And it's hard to explain it to them. So when you're trying to do a dummies guide, what do you say? How do you explain it to people? Um, That is a long answer to that. And I'll try to make it as brief as I can, you know, breaking it down from start to finish of what I envision in NIL. And this is sort of how we use it and see it and how we explain what, how it works in this world. Um, You know, in our mind, I sort of way back with the high school program to start helping kids with their social media uh, responsibility, their image and, you know, learning things like TV interview skills, which translates to in-person interviews, job things all of which can benefit their NIL as they hit college, right? And so we have a vision to sort of help early to create better, you know, A, athletes, and then C, you know, B students um, who kept the clean persona through high school. And, you know, if you don't make any money once you hit college, that's okay. You still have created something good for yourself, a good image and a brand online, because that's just how the world works now with digital marketing. And then NIL sort of infused with that and, with NIL being, you know, name, image, and likeness, being able to license a student athlete's name, image, and likeness for any type of commercial usage, um, we really believe that it helps even college athletes with the same thing. It keeps, you know, people responsible and it keeps things clean. And it also helps um, sort of eliminate the underground recruiting world that we all know exists, but, you know, sweep it under the rug. This is sort of a way to get away from it and to finally support people out in the open and to really be happy about it. And so, what we do with that is, you know, we were originally doing NIL stuff with businesses individually as sort of the agency connecting the business to the athlete, explaining to the business over and over. But we've found a lot of was that we're spending more time explaining NIL to the businesses. And so now 
with in conjunction with my other side, what we do managing individual deals with individual businesses um, for student athletes. Now it is NIL complex innovations will take care of a licensing up front. And so what it is is more or less a crowdsourcing way to fund an NIL. And we do this for every team um, from men's uh, football all the way down to the rifle team to women's soccer um, to women's basketball, men's basketball, just any athletic team. And right now, the way this group licensing sort of works is that a fund is created for each team and anyone is able to go in and give to that fund. And after we hit certain goals, we go and give that team a big foam check, do a big publicity and pay each player that sum of money um, after our goal. And we can do those goals, you know, multiple times a month. We can do it once a month. It what doesn't matter. Um, and then uh, we have member businesses who are signing up right now and speaking with and who are going to do a bigger amount. They are the ones that want advertisement. They want to use the name, image, and likeness. And so now we've licensed our athletes' name, image, and likeness, and we can simply work it out with the business to have those athletes who do some stuff with them that makes sense and good marketing plans for both ends. And then um, the NIL complex and NIL innovations will also license that name image likeness to have on our website to create we're actually about to start doing a lot of nft work um, and creating digital artwork for our student athletes because that is that name image and likeness um you know that works with merchandising getting jerseys printed with names on it things like that um this is really an endless possibility to everything we can do with this sort of community-based nil funding and um that's sort of how it works so anyone and everyone and businesses there's tiers for everybody and it all contributes and then as we develop um, it'll have individual lives too. So if you want to go in and contribute to your favorite player, you can do that. And, you know, we're licensing their name as a likeness and it's really cool. And the way that works in recruiting is the more that we develop that, the more the athletes are learning these marketability skills, the more that um, they see Mississippi as a hub for this sort of NIL innovation um, and knowing they're getting things down to the walk-ons are going to get some money and going to get some NIL licensing opportunities um, it really creates a positive outlook on recruitment because I want to go to the best place has the best programs and the best things set up. But, and th our thing is helping. We're not affiliated with the university of Mississippi, Mississippi state, Delta state doesn't matter. We're an individual thing here in Mississippi here to help Mississippi athletes. So we're not affiliated with universities. So we don't run into issues there. You make a really good point, man. Cause I feel like there was a space, there was a vacuum that needed to be filled here. Cause I think there are a lot of businesses, not just for Ole Miss, but for Mississippi state, Southern Miss, Delta state, you name it in this state, a lot of businesses that hear about NIO, they want to contribute. They want to help in some meaningful way. They just don't know where to get started. Correct. And, um, it is, we do say, you know, I'm an Ole Miss alum and I take care, you know, of the community mostly because that's just where we're plugged in. And that's why we've started in Oxford and we will move, um, you know, our next target's going to be like Jackson State. That's a really great opportunity there. And I think there's a lot of denial money for those players to be earned on all levels just because of what they're doing um, in Jackson. I think it's really cool and moving to places like Southern, you know, anyway, all over the state, it's for everybody. And, um, I think the biggest conversation is trying to get to people that this doesn't, it's not necessarily the death of amateurism and paying players in the way that we would think of the NFL players getting paid, you know, NFL players or NBA, where they're paid by their organizations, you know, the university of Mississippi and any other school is not going to be paying these players for their athletic performance. That's totally different than what's happening here. Here is just an opportunity for student athletes to finally make a little bit of money off of, their name, their image, and their likeness um, for businesses that want to use that. And it doesn't separate them 
it doesn't really join them with the pro athletic world. And that's what I think the conversation needs to really be focused on is this doesn't, it's not the death of amateurism, you know, O'Bannon and Keller fought for this right to be able to earn money with EA sports and the video game that we all used to love because they were making billions of dollars and the athletes were getting nothing. You know, sometimes scholarships run out. Sometimes there's, you know, if the money's not there to pay full, full everything, you know, you can still use a little bit more, but you know, you're working as a student athlete full time. You know, time to get a job at Wendy's. Now you can get an opportunity to get some, get some of that residual income and still be that student athlete, still go to school. And you have a really big incentive to stay out of trouble, keep your grades good and play hard. If there's a business or a person out there that's listening to this right now and they want to get involved, how do they do that? So right now, the way that we're doing it is um, our primitive website that is being, we've got a very much more high tech one being developed right now, but uh, we want to go ahead and get started. And so we have a portal on our website and it has uh Several teams on there right now. I believe we have football, uh, men's basketball, women's basketball, and um, I think that's what we have on there right now, um, and and a general in an IELTS fund. And so you can go give to those teams after we hit a certain goal where we can pay every single player $100 for the license of their name, image, and likeness. We take it up there. We give it to them. We go through the university, do the contract deals, report it to them their way they like it get the money in the hands of the players, license it, do a big press release. The business um, member businesses go on that press release, obviously. And then our favorite players are located on the site. And that's where we'll be able to build their individual NIL funds as we generally license them. And then if you just want to support the athletic team in general, we have a general NIL fund that we will take and uh, distribute to either players in need. Um, maybe, uh, you know, a not as highly scholarship player or maybe a deserving player. Well, that way we can just make sure every team gets something. If it's the rifle team, you know, maybe not getting an IL deal, but now it can, we'll take that general fund and support one of the athletic teams or um, athlete and do some press releases and everything will be done the correct way and in a loud way. We want everybody to see it. We want the world to know that Mississippi's here and we're good at it. We're innovative. You got John Rice. He's easily marketable. You got Jamin Brakefield for Ole Miss basketball. You got some guys mm-hmm. signed up. So for you now, what's what's the next step? Like, where are you going next? Kind of what's the focus right now? So right now it is getting a giant um, – we really want to do one big team deal um, for an athletic team. And I, I just want uh, – being careful with my words, I don't want to say which one. But, we, you know, in season football right now, basketball is coming up too. We want to get a big deal for the entire team, get everybody a little piece of pie, you know, get everybody on the fair market value scale and um, really just show what the um, demo is of this. And that's what we're focusing on right now. It's just unveiling the first thing, first press release, all of that. Um, and then moving forward to the next couple of things. And, um, you know, we have uh, just have Malik Keith over Mississippi State and um, some Southern players, Toby Wright and Tay Column. And so we're going to integrate those guys and girls in the same way. Um, as we keep moving forward and really just start expanding and getting Mississippi on the map for NIL and making it a hub. Shane, I'm looking at your Twitter profile picture. You got a Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross kind of vibe going, man. <laughs> you know, it's funny about the Twitter profile picture. I didn't have a good headshot and I just makeshifted one. And then so many people didn't like it that I kept it and I'm going to keep doing it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that so much. That's good stuff. That's good. He's Shane Blanton, CEO, founder of Complex NIL Innovations. Thanks so much for doing this, man. I appreciate you. Let's do it again. Thanks. Sounds good. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. 
Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.